Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to ASCA, where you, the audience, get to ask questions of somebody you may not get to interact with on a day-to-day basis. It's a place, place to grow. That's two in a row you said. It's a place to, to grow, learn, understand for everyone. And hey, that's the glue. I'm one of your hosts, Big Irish Jay Hollingsworth. And I'm Kev on stage, and this is Ask a Producer with Henny the Business. What's that? The bit, the bit, the business. Yes, sir. I first heard about you from that tag. So it's kind of interesting to say I knew about you before I knew you. Okay. Because I heard you from the bit, the bit, the dig it up. I want to love you. Like that was <laughs> right. the thing. And then I presented at a, a United Eagle College Fund where yes. you won an award. Yep. I hosted and you were there in uh, Seattle. Yeah, that was. Um, so that was. Um, 2013. What? 2013. Mm. Yeah. So you are known for. If you had a name, making music for the following or music beats, what do you call it? Uh, as far as what? Yeah, I'm a music producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I produce music for you saying the artist. Name the people. Oh man, stunt your stunt, okay. talk your talk. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I work from everybody from uh, Chris Brown, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Lil Wayne, T Pain, uh, Brandy. Monica, uh, any white artists? Uh, <laughs> he's going immediately. <laughs> Ted <no>. Nugent, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, uh, Tony Bennett. Uh, uh, hilarious. Yeah, um, I mean that's pretty. That's a pretty good resume. That's yeah, crazy. 50, you know, Fifty Cent, um, G Unit, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Two One Three. It just Dang, you know, over the year. Going. I just, just got to keep thinking. So I have a question for yeah. you. Yeah. So you list those people off, right? Are you or how often are you commissioning like? For this person, or are you just making beats, and I don't know how how do they get into the hands of the artists? Yo, so a lot of us producers, when you're starting out, you're just making beats, right? Mm-hmm. You're just finding the career, like the the whatever that that piece of equipment that you're going to use, that digital audio workstation, that DAW, whether you're using something like a Fruity Loops or Logic or I've heard you those know first. Pro Tools, all of those types Terms. of situation, right? Um, and you're you're just cooking up ideas, trying to get beats to anybody whether mm-hmm. it's an independent artist uh but you you know your dream is to work with the artists that you've seen and that you've grown to love so yeah um you know it's 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 kind of like it's the grind it's kind of luck it's kind of you know giving up to to get a little bit further you know how the game go oh, you yeah. know how the game go <laughs> you also have a great speaking voice oh man i appreciate that, I, man. I, I, so interesting we're going to talk mostly yeah. about your music but Josh, our talk about it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he put me on to you as far as like a content creator standpoint. Right. He was like, "Yo, Kev, you know Henny the producer?" I was like, "Oh yeah, he from Washington. You right. know we know Come about on. each other. We're from the town." Yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Yo, he's also like a dope digital creator, and you have a popping, ah, thank popping you. YouTube channel. I'm working on it. So how like it seems like you're equally as interested in music as you are like video content creation as well. How did that come about? You know, I always, um, it was funny because, you know, even going all the way back to like junior high, trying to make gangster videos and, you know, like when Snoop, when Snoop first came out and it was just trying to mimic that, I always had a fascination for cameras mm-hmm. just as much as it was music. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would try to, you know, I, bought my, I think I bought my first video camera before I bought my first like digital recorder. So it was like keyboard, oh, so. digital, like keyboard, camera, camera, keyboard. Yeah. And I put it down as I got more successful in in music, but it just kind of came full circle, what, six, seven years ago when I was just like, you know, when 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 I kind of got that award in mm-hmm. Seattle, it's kind of like when my my I like my idea about what my life was going and what God had for me was a little different. And it was like, all right, I think I have a voice. I think I have something to say. And I didn't know what that was until um, 
I started just trying to show people how I did music on an iPad, and that was just the trajectory of where it's been now. Mm. So. And that's the thing that yeah. I think is I, I want to spend some time talking about. It's all good. You are, I don't know if this is the term, but I want to say, I mean, I guess it's all electronic, but you are a digital producer. Yeah. When you use a lot of new technology, you right. make, I, I watched one of YouTube videos where you made a full beat on your iPad. Yeah, yeah. How? Yo, so 2000, into 2014, I um, came to grips that me and my business partner at the time, Dow Jones, we were kind of going in different directions. And, you know, when, you know, I'm the creative and he's the business and I'm like, yo, I got to start all over and I don't really know how to get in front of people and get them excited about me. Because at mm -hmm. that time, our music was there and it was it was coasting, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. it, we had a high and then we were coasting. And um, I was like, yo, I got to figure something out because I needed something that would that would be, that revolutionize something inside of me as well as show somebody else that it was dope. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what's up with this iPad? I had a little iPad Air and I had all this studio equipment. We had signed a new publishing deal, had all this extra paper to spend around and I just shut the studio down and said, can I do this like I was 18 years old with one piece of equipment like I was in high school? And um, it was the iPad. You did, you, did you even know if you could or not? A little bit. It was like fifty percent, right? I was like, Dang. "Why I was you like, shut ah. the studio down? You shut the stool down off of the 50? I'm that guy. I'm the like, yo. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna go all the way in. If people that know me, they know I'm either a hundred percent in or hundred percent out. That's all I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't lose weight. All right, hey, me neither. <laughs> With the same, the same <laughs> size. It works yeah. for you sometimes, hey, yeah. and it doesn't work for you right. sometimes. Period. Yeah. So you it, and so it worked. Yeah. With, no, over years. With, with that, was there certain software you're downloading for that? Or? Yeah. There was there was this app called Beatmaker, right? Mm. Um, it was Beatmaker Two, and oddly enough, I did this. Um, they had made a they made an app like when apps first started coming out in like 2009, 2010, right. mm -hmm. and it was just for the iPhone. And I remember people doing a. Uh, an article about <laughs> me about me making me. a beat on the iPhone. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so I did a beat on the iPhone, and I was like, "This this could be something." And that was like six years later, right? Um, that I was like, or six years earlier, and then you know, got with the iPad, and I was like, "Yo, this can work." And can I use like Dropbox to put my sounds in? And then can I use you know different ways? Like, how can I make this work? Is there like digital little small keyboards that I can work? And it just became like an obsession to see if it was possible. And a lot of people laughed at me in the beginning. I promise. I take it to the studio and people like Polo to Don, Jermaine Dupree. A lot of guys are like, yo, that's not possible. And then I'd play shit and play stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would just be like, yo, okay. Uh. Oh, you might be going somewhere. And um, I got a call from a 305 number and it was it was Timberland. Um, <sighs> never spoke to him. And Timberland called yeah. your phone? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Yo, he was like, yo, this is Timbo the King. And I was like. He introduced himself like that? It was crazy. I was Dang. Dead, dead serious. I was like, He did yo, not say this is Timbo the King. I promise you. Really? It was Timbo. It was Timbo the King. I was like, yo, what, what, what's happening? That's how because, Kev calls me. Yeah. It was, yo, it was Kev on stage the King. <laughs> so, yo, it was, it was wild. But he was telling me that, like, he had heard that I was doing stuff on an iPad. And he wanted to know, you know, how I was doing it and what types of things. Um, oh, please tell me you big timed him. I, 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 <laughs> hey, I know, was so I, you know, shook. I'm uh, pacing up and down the house like, yo, uh, time to talk to him for like 40 minutes and uh, just giving him all the tips I possibly could. And, you know, he's like, let's stay in contact. I was shook. Um, Timbaland. It was little parts like that where I'm like, okay, you're on to something. Yeah. You're on to something. So, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, kind of how it progressed. Now, as you as you make different songs, beats, uh, 
I've always been curious about this. Um, so a buddy of my, a buddy of ours, he's a comic and he wants to do some, he wants to rap or whatever. So yeah. he, his side job, Roger Lazola. So his side gig is he was a chef and he went out to Alaska for months and he was cooking on the ship. But while he was out there for months, he's making beats on this, uh, you know, on his computer, on his right. laptop. Right, 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 right. So he's playing some of them for me and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then he played one. I was like, dude, that is a, I'm like, I'm <laughs> telling you, that is a hit. Right. Is it the same with you? Like as you're listening as you're making different ones, do you get ones where you're like, you're like, I know 100% this is going to be, a, you know, a hit and uh, versus like some of them you're like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And then there you just have that one that you're like, I know. It's crazy because, you know, I've been making beats since I was, I was 17 years old, I'm 39. And like over the years, I could tell you that I'm like, yo, this is the one and it would always be something different. That was the one, right? Really? Yeah. So I, I same thing with videos. Yeah, I was like, Yo, the one this you think is it. it, it don't be it. <laughs> the it one you think is nah, it goes. Be it. Yeah. it goes right. So, um, yeah, it was. It's it's always been that way. So as much as I think I know, mm. um, I know what feels good to me, and I'll bump that in my car. But it'll be something so different that actually is the one that takes. Are off. you just like, mm. hmm, yeah, that's. That's, that's what you like. That's what you picked out of all those beats that I sent. That was the one, huh? Okay. <laughs> and then you try to mimic it, and then you try to make something. Yeah. You know, one of the issues for me was when I did um, Every Girl, uh, Drake, Lil Wayne, um, back in 2009. It was the first hit. That was the first time the tag was actually introduced to the masses. Everybody wanted that same beat. And I was like, like, I already made that beat. I was like, yo, but you want my old beats? Buy my old album. Had I done it a little bit more, I probably would have had even more of a run then. But yeah. it's mm. like it's tough, right? You have a, something that that does well, and you're like, how do I, how do I yeah. keep that momentum, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so what do you do? You just like, I, I, bro, I don't, I made that beat. I, do they I, want a beat? Because music yeah. is definitely like that, right? right it's like right. that with. Beats, it's like that with rapping styles. Like before the Migos, nobody was doing that. Straight up. That uh, triple it type rap. Migos yep. pops. Yep. Everybody's doing that. I remember when Drake first uh, popped, it was like, it was, oh uh, man, I don't know what style it was, but it was like last name, greatest, first name. And like everything yeah. was like that. Yeah. I dropped bread, tomato. Yeah. Like everyone exactly. was rapping like that yeah. for like two years. Oh yeah. And then it stops and somebody else is doing something. And then, you know, Travis Scott style, you know what I mean? So, um, do you ever feel like you get stuck in a in a in a a type of music? Because from what I've heard, yeah. I can't say like I mean. Well, maybe let me hear from you. Is yeah. it, Do you have like a here's my <laughs> style, so to speak? I, I've been fortunate enough to always want to be versatile. So I was like, well, um, that's my. You know, I was like, I've done that and that's good, but I can also do this, and it, it's. It's kind of like a you know it's 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 hills and valleys because you try to introduce something new mm-hmm. and people not, might not bang with it but then you get another opportunity to work with another artist. I think that's the gift of being able to have worked with so many artists was the fact that I had so many different sounds, you know. Yeah. Um and so and that gave me it might not have given me the you know the Metro Boomin look or the Mike Will or even like the Swizz and the Timberland those big looks where they had constant constant hits that had very similar vibes. It was just kind of like, yo, I heard about him. I, I keep hearing about him or hearing about him. I was always just trying to do something different. And, um, you know, luckily when, when me and Dow were running hard, it was just, you know, he'd always get the beats in the right areas. Mm. So, yeah. So so what was it like? What would you say if, if it's one point that was your big break? Oh, man. Uh, I talk about this a lot, but it was like 2003. 
2003, 2000, no, 2004, 2005. I'm out here living in LA and um, my home girl, she was, she was, um, she was a white girl who could sing really dope. And I brought her down to LA and she was getting all these looks about, um, you know, like people who wanted, you know, interested in her. She's 18 years old. She has a beautiful voice. And so she was like getting in all these rooms. She was like, yo, I'm going to 21 questions video shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. Snoop Dogg. I mean, uh, Nate Dogg, 50 Cent. And I was like, she was like, come up. I can get you in Nate Dogg's trailer. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. I bring two CDs with 40 beats on them each and um, um i was like all right at this time i was i was still struggling hustling trying to figure out how to get my music in front of anybody out here right, right. in la and um got in the trailer you know he's he's like oh i heard you had some stuff or whatever let me hear something Who, who's he this nate dog okay nate yeah Dark. nate dog so i'm sitting there nervous as i'll get out and um i played the beats and he's like just lead a cd leave the city i was like okay cool so i was shook walked down and uh saw two other guys outside of the bigger trailer i knew it was 50s trailer i was like i gotta get the 50 now you got no CDs? <laughs> i gotta get the fit i got one more cd <laughs> right he, i left him one i had another uh-huh. one and um there was two guys in the front and i was like yo you know by the Back then, I was, you know, named Jay Hen. I was like, "Yo, I'm Jay Hen. I got, I got these beats. You know, I'm working with Nate Dog. You know, what I'm, <laughs> You're already, I'm working with Nate. <laughs> I'm already. trying to finesse. Oh yeah, I'm uh, trying to uh, finesse. Uh, I did not know. I, but I did not know that was Young Buck and um, oh. it was, it was, it was Young Buck and uh, Lloyd Banks. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't popped yet, so it was mm. just the dudes that were hanging with Fifty. So I gave it to Young Buck, and um, and he got the CD, and he was like, "All right, we're gonna play it." And I got a call back from Snoop Dogg's manager. I got a call back from G Unit. I got a call back, and I was there like, "Yo, we want these beats. We hold these beats to the side. Hold this beat." And it was just so. Lies like, is your first break. Yeah, lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. finesse, yeah, yeah. complete finesse. Oh, like just working with yeah. Nate yeah. Dogg on some yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it was one of those moments where it's just like just having the right amount of beats, and uh, you know, just not really always focusing in on trying to get to the A guy. Sometimes, hmm. you know, you know, so you work I your way up. All yeah. the time, that's some of the best advice I got with networking. You're like, you always wanna go for the top, and you mm-hmm. you rise with the people there you go. who are on your side. And also, a lot of times it's the assistant, the young person in the group yeah. is the most influential uh, person in the group. I got to work with Kirk Clinkin over the this last weekend. Okay, and it was because of his his assistant, personal wow. assistant. Yes, my exactly. brother needed a haircut. Personal assistant was like, "Yo, we're fans. Y'all want to come to the studio?" But you, I couldn't just hit Kirk Franklin up. So, right. Uh, I you know that's interesting that it it kind of always works like that. It's the people you usually would overlook are the ones that get you uh, in the door. Exactly. Do you have a question, Jay? Because I have another one. Go ahead. I'm just my listening. Question, I'm, yeah. I was wondering if that was. Uh, you're in with two on three. It is. It, it is. was. Yeah, dude. That and that album was <laughs> oh so sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it was, it was crazy, right? Two one three album comes out. It's like one of my biggest um, things to that date, and I'm trying to tell my parents the uh, the names of the song, and uh, <laughs> it was like my dirty hoe. You know? <laughs> it was bad. Joystick. <laughs> it was. It was. It was like I was. My mom was like, "Well, at least you, at least, at least, at least you're working." <laughs> And it was it was tough because I wanted my parents to be proud, but it was like I was I was grinding, I was out here trying to figure it out, and I'm you know those records did well for me, and you know got me into a lot of these L.A. studios, but um, yeah, it was just it was just a moment, man. For real. So what was it like the first time you heard either your song or your oh, yeah. or your tag on the radio, and you were like, because your song you you you've had some that have been on the radio for a long time, yeah. So what was it like the first time you were like, oh snap, I made that beat. 
Oh, um, it'll net like one of the biggest ones was uh, my president is black. Orlando uh, is blue. Young Jeezy, um, and it was like, but at that time we had moved. I got married. I moved to Atlanta, and um, you know we worked with Jeezy. But he was like, I thought you were with G Unit, so he thought we made like you know hip hop break beats, and we were playing them like southern tracks. And he took it. He called us back. He said, I got this record with Nas. And we were like, okay, it's like it's my president. It's about you know Barack Obama. And at this time, Barack he had never, he had you know it was kind of like the anthem to trying to get him to the presidency. Yeah, it was and that, that song was almost <sighs> coincided with him exactly like winning. It was yeah. like they were like one and the same almost the uh, timing of it at least. And to have that start to play on the radio during like the final parts of that initial campaign, I was like, yo, this is this is turning into something, right? I was so shook, mm. and I was like in Atlanta and you'd hear people like have the big you know uh uh Barack the Vote shirts on yeah. and we were uh, all yeah. in it. you know it was it was it was such a moment and John McCain for you Jay <laughs> 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 I'd voted for Barack it's, it's all good brother. it's all no, no, good I, I voted for Barack <laughs> <laughs> please but, believe me <laughs> but that, the moment the moment that CNN reported that he won it was like everybody's cheering going crazy and driving down Anywhere in Atlanta, all you heard was that song. And I was like, this is insane. And so I went to the inauguration and I'm like, oh, we're snap. at Club Love in DC. And I didn't know GZ was going to bring Jay Z out and do the remix right there. And I'm just sitting in the crowd and um, we're just chilling. And I'm with my wife, my brother, his friends, all them. And it's happens it's just like gc comes out and he's like stop the music and then jay-z comes out and comes in with the remix and i'm just sitting there like this is unbelievable wow. so it's just that moment right there it's like okay you might you might be headed up you know what i mean as everybody's gigging everything yeah oh like, it's crazy it's crazy yeah so <laughs> i made that beat yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I didn't i didn't get it back i didn't get to get backstage i didn't get to dab him up take pictures i was just sitting there like yo all right, this is something's happening. So yeah, it was that that record really is what did it. Do you ever wish that sometimes you could get the limelight of like the 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 I guess the face of the songs? Some, well, I think that's probably why I tried so hard to get the tag on the beats, right? Cause, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it was it was I tried to get the tag on my present. I tried to get the tag on some of the stuff way back when. They're like. You're a young guy. You don't like. You got to really like as a mm. producer. Like now, it's a little bit more. So you send it with the tag on, and they take it off. Yeah, they, like you send the tag. You send the MP3, and it still have the tag on it. And then when they want the song, they, they ask you to send all the files, and that's all the instruments broken down. Yeah, so they and can the, mix it and stuff. Yeah, and, and so, master it. And they'll they'll basically take the. You know what you're talking about, <laughs> right? Slave to my label, but right, I own right. my masters, right? <laughs> They, they, they take the tag off and it was like you got to earn your stripes so so um, what was the first time they kept the tag on every girl little wayne drake you know um every girl in the world yeah so did you feel like finally yeah. i am here yeah that's when it changed that's when it like everything changed for us because the music's like the actual song started like tick tick the business tick. i like a long head thick and it was just like they were like what's the business you know, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so prominent in that record that it was like the article started coming and stuff. And, you know, the the it was just kind of like 
that's when we lost our minds a little bit because that's when, <laughs> <laughs> like you get a little like the lightest is such a powerful thing and oh uh, yeah and it's yeah so that's when that happened for sure that's it's so amazing like the the, the whole process because it's like i imagine you make those beats alone yeah. in your room in, in the, the studio, bedroom yeah yeah, yeah. wherever and yep. next thing you know it's in a prominent artist's hands yeah and it's on the radio and everybody's singers and it's like it's not like you make it in the room with them right. you know what i mean right. and then they like what is it like to make music and have somebody turn what you made into something better you know with lyrics and stuff and you yeah. just like man that's crazy what they did with that uh it's 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 an amazing it can be very frustrating and but it can also be amazing a lot of these songs i feel like i, I I, I would have done that. I would have done right, that. This right. is before it becomes a hit, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think part of my issue as as being a beat maker and a producer, and the beat maker is the guy who's just kind of giving you the production, giving you that beat. Mm-hmm. The producer is the leader. The producer is the one who wants to bring the people around, who wants to make sure the vibe is curated and always like when you're in a session in a studio, somebody who can actually bring the musicians, the engineers, More the More the part of producing. Yes. Like I want to. DJ Khaled. Khaled. Yeah. Khaled. I love it. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. Let's take a moment <laughs> that here. That was my list. I love it. Oh, yeah. God. Sorry, up. I just wanted to you clarify. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I so mean, you can do both of those. Yeah, that's what I always wanted to do. Do you and like either part more or less? I love producing. I love being that guy who can help even the guy who's, you know, the the, the guitarist and the, the pianist and, the you know, the keyboardist and bringing them all together to, to work with an artist and see the vision all the way through. That's always what I wanted to do, you know. Um, That's actually perfect for one of the questions was, yeah. what tips do you have? What tips do you have for a young, growing producer? And also, how can a new artist find a good producer? Man, um, you know, the, the biggest thing about a young, up-and-coming producer is, you know, you got to, like, right now in 2019, you got to find that niche, right? Because everybody's doing, like, it's so inexpensive to make music. Right. Right? So it doesn't take much. Even showing people how to do it on an iPad with $5, 10 $15 apps, anybody can get started. Mm-hmm. You know? Anybody so that's, can cook. Uh, and, um, but, yeah, exactly. Uh, anybody can get it going, right? Yeah. So what is your niche? Like, how... How specific can you be about the music that you're creating and the sound that you're going to create and how patient and consistent will you be to put your music out there uh, for people to hear, especially on social platforms in a way that, you know, you're finding um, the right people to target, finding that target audience. It's just like any other brand out here, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever thing that you're trying to do, it's the same thing. It's like finding a consistent niche for you to continually hammer in and try to find any way to add people, add value to people's lives. Mm. That's amazing, man. I think um, as creator, you know, me and Jay are comics, so we're always kind yeah. of creating. Do you ever, we ask all this to all people who kind of create that are on the show. Do you ever feel like, man, I don't know if I could top that stuff I did. I'm running out of ideas. You ever feel like fearful of your ability to create? Yeah, and how do you deal with like beater's block or beat block? Yeah. That's, that's the, the, like a, yeah. something else. Beat block, writer's block. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, um, I, I do have issues where, you know, I run into, you know, like what else am I going to do? And even like being on YouTube, what am I talking about? And how focused do I need to be on a specific topic? But um, a lot of it is just giving yourself time. And so, you know, I think with the, the fact that I loved cameras, mm-hmm. you know, going back and love tech, a lot of my beat block, writer's block transitioned into like, 
you know, let's let's figure out what the next tech is. Or, yeah. You know, let me so figure out So if you can't make a cameras. video, like, man, I'm trying to mess yeah. with these cameras for a little bit. Figure, mess with the camera. Do, uh, do other things that you're creative on because your brain doesn't want to stop being creative. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You just got to figure out how to, how to position it in a different way. Um, and so that's what I did. And, and instead of hammering the wall and try to come up with something, some people have a different approach and say, you just got to keep going at it until you find something. I'm like, just stop. Right. And, and, and try something else and then usually if you come back you might like that idea you might just you just were stuck yeah. in that moment you know that, what I mean it's the same way with jokes okay. sometimes word, you have an word. idea for a joke and yeah. you just have a piece of it and then years later you'll be like this is how I make that yeah. funny Dude, you know what I mean li- that literally just happened <laughs> to me yesterday really I did um, ponchos it's like just a workout room and I, I actually called Kane after the show I was like this joke I've had forever about how I don't like the term I don't like the word thanks Really? Like, because I feel like it's insincere, insincere. And the whole joke is like, like, if I say thank you, like, I'm thanking you. That's only yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, ah, thanks. It's like, ah, oh, there's a thanks. Go get one for yeah. yourself. You know? <laughs> but I never knew how to end the joke. And last night I said this certain thing and uh, I was like, that's it. It got a huge response at the end of the joke. And I told Kane, and this is a joke that I've had in the back pocket for probably six years. Wow. And I just now I'm there like now I know how to end it. Yeah, it's crazy. Same with beats. You know, you could have an idea that you started, and I've you know placed records and and had records placed that were five six years. Like it was just like I did too much there, or mm-hmm. I did you mm-hmm. know I switched the drums up uh, at the right time, and now it works. Yeah, you know what hey. I mean. Um, so yeah. So have you ever had a moment where you're in a room with people you never thought you'd be in a room with and you're just like, man, this is surreal. Don't yeah. say us. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you know, right is surreal, man. Yeah, uh, this, this day. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the funny thing, even now, like today, uh, being here, it's like... At, our, at my house? Yeah, like right oh, now okay. is like, I think about my career and how I've tried to pivot into being more on building a brand versus just making beats mm, and being yeah, a producer, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a whole new start. Right. And it's like I've had successes and I've, you know, you know, it's surreal being at the Grammys and winning an award or, you know, but it's never like about like when you're a producer, a lot of times it's not about you. It's just about the cre- the pre- the creation that you helped. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but when you become start trying to become a personal brand and the things that you can do, and then being able to be recognized, you know what I'm saying. And uh, I remember last what it was a year and a half ago we did the crate, Josh, mm-hmm. and it was like that was the start of my um publicity right it wasn't my advertisement i wasn't showing you what i did it was somebody else showing look at what he can and do. you had a great episode uh, yeah crate. And so you that should was... check it out let's stop here yeah the crate is a is a show on all deaf music where they give a producer uh, a, a box of random things mm-hmm. like it could be a rubber band a stapler yeah a baby bottle whatever and they have to use the sounds in the in the box to make a beat so uh, yours was like, first of all, I love that show. Yeah. The, and I haven't seen dope. a bad episode, but yours, you were like, whew, man, I, 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 I <laughs> tracked, I tracked them down because I was like, I got to show what I could do on the iPad. Yeah, yeah. But it became a thing of like, okay, now I'm getting, I'm getting offered opportunities because of the brand that I'm building. And yeah. so it's like back to the 213 days yeah. when it's like you start building your brand up again. Right. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, that's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them the same way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. 
There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I'm having a better life. I'm a better person, father, husband, friend, because of therapy, all right? I was able to track down that childhood trauma, see why I do what I do, make better choices, learn to rest and not work all the time, tell myself it's okay, give myself ways to relieve anxiety, all from therapy with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You don't have to drive. It's a big deal for me. My therapist, when I used to go, was 30, 30 40 minutes away, depending on traffic. That's an hour to an hour 45, hour and a half of driving. I mean, sometimes I just don't want to do that. But all I got to do with therapy is go to my garage. Nobody can hear me. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash stage. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash stage. Check them out. It'll be good for you. And now back to the show. Right. And it starts. So all of this, like. It's a completely different thing to just being in the studio working, trying to figure out if something's going to work. This is like stuff is going to work. You're actually doing things that are helping you build your brand again. So these are surreal moments because it's all new again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For real. Honestly. <laughs> what's, Straight uh, up. What's your biggest pet peeve in the industry? Oh, biggest pet peeve. Uh, man, people who just don't want to listen. Like, people, like, you know, people who just... Oh, no, I know, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. Like, uh, they they never, like, well, people who aren't humble, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, that's, I'm, like, I know the type of skills that I have. I know what God has given me. I know the type of ways that I can try to help others, but it's so much give me, give me, give me instead of let me help you, let me help you, let me yeah, help you, yeah. you know? And I tell every young guy out there, like, you're asking what are them tips, Figure out ways to add value. Mm. Figure out ways to add value. I don't yeah. care what it is you're doing. Yeah. If you're trying to connect with somebody, like you said, like you, you find the people maybe that are maybe at the lower, to, you know, the lo lower yep. part of the totem pole, and you try to add value, even if they're an intern, even if, but you know, they're connected to something you want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Add value to them, and then work mm. your way up there. Uh -uh. Uh, it doesn't matter how high you are. If that's somewhere you want to be, you're not there. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Do you get offended if people call you a beat maker? No, because I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's cool, right? I mean, that's not all that I am. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like negative comments on YouTube. Yeah, you can talk about me however. What, like, uh, I know I know a lot of uh, guys on YouTube will say, don't have a perfect like-to-dislike ratio where it's all likes and no dislikes. Like, mm -hmm. you got to have hate. You got to have people. Yes. You know, you got you yeah. got to find that balance, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I'm always just trying to find a balance. We, you talked about a lot of the like the high points and like moments that you're like, man, this is insane. What's some of the what what's some of the I guess low, low points or yeah. when you've been disrespected? You don't have to say who it was. You can, yeah, you can, unless you want uh, to. I but, mean, yeah. well, I mean, it's just there's been quite a few times that I've had to pivot. Right, and I was 25 out here, coming back out. Uh, I went I went back home to Seattle for Christmas and came home and uh, I was living in Westchester and right right by the airport and my whole uh, studio was was ransacked oh. and, in my in my apartment and everything except the initial keyboard that I had as 18 year old and my initial speakers that was the only thing that was left probably because they were heavy as hell right <laughs> trying to steal the keyboard right? like I ain't been in the gym yeah. so all the all the all the work that I had from oh. 18 to 25 were 
just gone, never to be seen again. And I was, I was like, maybe this is it. I was like, I was crushed, calling my parents, damn. crying like, damn, like, yo, like, is this what it was all supposed to be about? This is some big, you know, like, like it was just super, it was super uh, transformational for me because one, I had a lot of equipment in, mm-hmm. in, in that apartment. And then two, it was like, there's no way I can afford to buy that back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I had to figure out that was, it was a blessing because now I had to figure out how to be more technologically savvy, figure out cheaper ways to do stuff right that's what got me into tech a little bit more right and then two it was like i gotta figure out how to work with people that i don't necessarily know or trust and that's how i built my relationship with uh with my man dow jones and that's how we started the business because i was like i can't bring anybody in my in my house anymore i can't was it an inside job yeah 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 it was it was it was a homie from back home that oh from was washington up, yeah he was he was he was upset because we were in a company together we were all signed and he wanted all his music but he wanted all his music for his label and i was like yo if you you want all that beat and you want all those beats like you got to come pay for it yeah and he just was like, I'm not paying for that. I'm I'll, I'll go. show you what I'm going to do. Yeah, he just Steal! And, then, you know, they knew I was going back home. They, you know what I mean? They knew the whole breakdown. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I never got the hard drives back. You, you know what I mean? your own people. Yeah. Kanye's cousin stole his laptop. Yeah, come on. Come Every, on, Darnell. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> so how how does it work like the money aspect of music? Yeah. Is it a one time fee or do you receive like uh in, in TV it's called royalties? Yeah. Uh same thing. Point points points, or? royalties, advances. Um man. Is it is it the same every time or or No. So I mean right, you have your advance. That's the money that people are like I'm getting fifty thousand a beat. Like those you know, those guys who say I get something a beat. Mm-hmm. That's usually the advance, the first advanced uh, uh, payment that you're gonna get. So is that, for that from track. the rec, the, the artist record label, or the... that's from the artist record label? Yes. Okay. So, so I'm an art. I'm a rapper. Yep. I get my label advance or my signing deal, and then I, my record label pays you to make a beat for me. I make the we, we go in the studio, right? Okay. We make the song. I made the beat. You rapped whatever, but you're signed to the label out here. The label's gonna say, okay, I want to give you a piece of paperwork. It's usually called a producer like declaration, okay. and that'll be like the first little piece of paper that says we want to control the rights of this beat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they'll pay you what they call a front in advance and that's basically half of what you charge so at one point we were you know getting paid 25 30 thousand dollars a track right um it was ridiculous Wait, hold, money. hold on one yeah. moment <laughs> you just say that like yeah it, i mean it's changed dramatically over the years i mean the budgets that they that people had, you know, people were having half a million dollar budgets. Yeah. You know what I mean? A million dollar budgets, right? And part of it, that's recording budgets. That's to record your project. Yeah. And so you, like, say, for instance, I, I got $20,000 for a track. So they would give me $10,000 up front. And then once we settled out and did all the full long producer agreement that's about that thick, you know, uh, you, you, you basically have a, uh, a back end payment. But that's just your advance. Then off of that, you have your royalties where you have performance royalties where anytime it's played in the, you know, in, in the in the rate on the radio or in markets or, you know, in clubs, that's performance. So you have that anytime it was bought, whether it was CD, vinyl, record, cassette or digital. Now that's a mechanical or anytime it was synchronized to a TV or a film, uh, you get paid off that you get paid off the amount of the copyright that you own. So if we went in together, mm-hmm. you would have 50 percent of the copyright. I would have 50% of the copyright as writers. The label won't own that. 
because the label only owns the master, the Got master it. recording. Me and you still own the copyright of the lyrics and the melody. So, do you yeah, ever? There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money out there, but at the same time, as things as, as things you know have gone down in 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 2019, you see these younger guys that are getting in. They're making beats. And they're giving it to these artists, you know, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, and oh. and it and it becomes a hit record. And now they're like, well, the label's like, well, psh, most of the artists that are getting beats are getting beats for a lot lower than we used to pay you guys. So mm. we don't have those type of budgets anymore. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It, the game is switched, and the game is, and you you either can be frustrated and be the disgruntled old dude and be like, well, back in my day, you know, or or you can. Go with the times and try to figure out how to play how it's being played right now. You know, it's interesting. I noticed a, th- a kind of a theme <coughs> through your your career. Yeah. Uh, a word you used earlier and you just n- now you just used be flexible. But earlier you said pivot. Yes. And uh, that's what, something you hear in a lot of people that uh, like that have when they're at the level that they've accomplished their goals. They talk about being able to pivot and be flexible. <laughs> yep. You think that's a major major key. Um, and, um, you know, if you don't figure out a pivot uh you'll most likely end up getting burnt out right mm. I, I just i just honestly believe it or you know it's it's think about anything in entertainment whether it's sports or actors or you're gonna find that point where you get hot and then you're gonna have to figure out do i keep pushing that way or do i try to figure out another way to fuel myself yeah um and i think we'll all go through it part of my journey was the fact that like in 2012 I won the Grammy. I got the key to the city in Federal Way. That's when, and then and, and it was like I had to hit records all in the same year. But that's when I found my voice. And then three years later, I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do as far as like give people all the knowledge that I've obtained over the 15 years that I've been in the game at that point. But I had to go all the way down to I was at one mountaintop. I saw another mountaintop. Mm. And God said, you can't jump from one place to another place. Come on. So I had to go down. I had to go down in that hill. Down to go up. (laughs) You already know the rest. (laughs) So you had you had you had to you had to figure that out. You had to figure that out. So you had to go you had to go down. What was the Grammy for? Uh, Chris Brown. Um, No BS. Yeah. <laughs> what was it though? Uh, I didn't hear you because no I, BS. I, I wanted to see. Uh, you ain't make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No BS. You made it. Yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, damn. Yeah. I ain't know you made it. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great. And you got a key to the city. Fed away. Yeah, I gave fed it. away. Do you have a yeah. key, key to the city? I don't got keys to the house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just underhand. <laughs> so right now you're still getting paid off music you made years ago. Yeah, man. Um, is that the best part about being in the music business? I don't know. I think it's just being able to do something whatever you love. But yeah, you're yeah. constantly getting checks. You, you know? ever get a check and you're like, wow, had a great month. Yeah, or you get a check like, dang, thought I was gonna be better than that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, but that's the that's the hard part about being in this industry is uh, a lot of it is you don't know what it's gonna be. Oh, you know, man. you have. A lot so of true. Don't yeah. know. We are making this show yeah. and we are putting everything into yeah. it. Kevin and I talk about it like it's mainly me just going like, man, I'm uh, yeah. So what do you what do you think? He's like, I believe in it, Jay. I'm yeah. like, I do too, Kev. I but do you too. Absolutely. Yeah. You, but you don't know for you sure. Know. Yeah. Like as a creator, you're like, this is great, yeah. right? But then you're just like, what will the world think of it? Come will on. will uh, will somebody want to buy it or whatever? Because yep. you like. Bro, this whole month, all we've done yeah. is yeah. is this. You know, yeah. this is our fifth one today. Oh, oh wow! And I got to shoot another one after that. Like, but you, like when you love it, there's no, there's right. no. I mean, I'm sure you understand. Like yeah. when you're creating and doing what you love, 
you couldn't pay me enough to do this because right. me and Jay have right. found every single guest interesting. Everybody, yeah. and we could ask, we could shoot ten producers tomorrow and ask the same questions. And it'd be equally as interesting because oh, yeah. nobody's story is is, is the same. The same right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I want to know what like so you pivoted from music only to video and music. Yeah. In five years or ten years, what what would you what would be great for you to see if you were at this place? Oh man, um, that's an old man. Mm, great question. Right. Take I mean, your you time. Didn't say it. I'm going to take a sip of water <laughs> and relish in the moment. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where I'm headed. Yeah, you Still know, thinking, Jay. right, right, right. Clock, um, but Take honestly, um, <laughs> yeah, be you know at the top of music and technology where that meets. You know, mm. um, doing big brand deals Mac-nology. with. There you go, Macnology. It's a new word. You Ooh. can have it. Okay. I have no, I have no use for okay. it. Okay, okay. Tuzik doesn't work. <laughs> Tuzik just doesn't sound good at all. Tuzik. <laughs> nope. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, if I can figure out ways to help others figure out how to blend music and technology for the the youth coming up to figure out ways to get into into new ways to really to really build their brands as well as being able to help tech tech companies really fuel uh, yeah. uh, into music. I think if I can be in the forefront of that, that'll I mean, you kind of already are, though, because you're giving away all, like if I wanted to make music. Yeah, I could just watch your YouTube channel. And you literally give a step-by-step way of how to make music. So, I mean, yeah. and you're doing that for free. Right. Have you ever thought about doing like a master, a master class? class? Yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah, no. You can say you're a master beater. That's good, Jay. Oh, he stuck his head back. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He ruined my question. Oh, man. No, uh, well, I, I, I realized when I started on YouTube... I was like, yo, you give it away to the people for free and you and you tax the companies. Um, <laughs> that's great. That's what you do. Tax you know? the man. Yeah, you just the keep, white man. Why do you keep looking at me? Because you're the man, <laughs> in more ways than one. So yeah, if I keep continue to build it like this, it should it should it should be pretty good. That's super dope. Do yeah. you still find like what still gets you just as excited as you got when you were you know right in the beginning? Um, Checks. <laughs> no, no. The paper, right? No. Uh, now, now, I mean, because I, you know, I got to a point where uh, I made, you know, a lot of paper at one at one point, and I couldn't think of things to buy. And I'm, I didn't, I wasn't a jewelry guy, I wasn't a mm-hmm. car guy, I was a tech guy, and I was, I buy all the tech, all the stuff that I wanted, and I would just become more and more bored because I was mm. like, I just want the latest, and, the, and it was just fueling, like, and I was like, I need less, I need less. Mm. So now it's about having the best things, but not a lot of it, you know, like um, a minimalist, so to speak. Yeah trying to but it's, yeah. it's tough but then t- too it's like being able to help like when you actually get those emails and them dms and things and people are like yo you're helping changing my life when i was just like those things it's like ah oh, man it's real it's yeah real. it's like it's not even it's you know what i mean whatever it is it's like you're really actually helping the people out there and yeah to that degree i'm like yo that's that's more like you'll continuously get it back. You just like yo, just continue to help the folks. Yeah, you know what I mean, is there any artist that you haven't worked with yet that you would be like a dream collaboration between you and, and that artist? Oh man, you know, damn, I I used to say Kanye, but yeah, I understand why you might have changed there. Uh, <laughs> I like his newer stuff. I still <laughs> bang with Ye. I do. <laughs> um, uh, not so much his music opinions uh, and stuff, his commentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. About that. Um, yeah, I don't. I've, at off the top of my head, man, nope. 
not really not 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 somebody that's i've had to be i've been i've had the honor of working with some of the, the dopest people out there right you name now. literally like everybody um what about now, beyonce beyonce she's been be rapping crazy. lately if 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 we could get you know beyonce to do like a real dope soul album that would be crazy um, are you saying she hasn't done some no, just a full on like just soul R B just focus. Oh soul album. Soul. I thought you said solo album. Yeah, soul. Oh <laughs> yeah. I was like, the hive will yeah. hear yeah. this just now, the before the video's even posted, <laughs> yeah. they're like, someone said something yeah. negative about Beyonce. Yeah. Kill him. <laughs> I have another question. Yeah. Mount Rushmore of producers. Yep. Who goes on there? Um Man, um, Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Um Timberland. Mm-hmm. The King. Teddy Riley, Quincy Jones, yeah. Teddy Riley. How many? How many? That's can I already have four. That's four. Because uh, yeah, you know, I was I wanted to be Teddy Riley growing up. That's uh, why a lot Teddy of my... Riley created a a genre. Oh, yeah, dude. New Jack Swing. Everyone agrees. Yes, Teddy Riley created that sound. That sound is there. Mm. Is that like the the creme de la creme of, of producing to be like responsible for a type uh, of for sound? A, yeah. Come on, you think of Dr. Dre, you think of gangsta rap, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny Fresh, super, super the, that the bounce, yeah, the bounce, yeah. You know, um, you can keep that sound if you want it. That was good. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Even Timberland yeah. like putting the baby in Aaliyah's song. I remember hearing that. Yeah, so that came out. I was like, is that a baby? Man. And it was so memorable. Mm. And it changed. It changed. It changed everything. He changed the course of drum programming time and time again. I mean, the, all those guys just to me and um, like you know. That, yeah, that's that's my mind. Quincy mind. Jones, uh, I watched his documentary on Netflix. Right. This dude had a whole career producing and arranging for Frank Sinatra that I had no idea about. Me neither. And he, not not just, it wasn't like some albums you never heard of. It was like right. the instrumental stuff. And then he just like stopped doing that. Pivoted, right? And then did something uh, else. And pivoted, then he went and right? lived in Paris for a Think couple years. That was, that was, that was the... That was the whole point of that documentary is how many times he had to pivot and the things that he had to go through to get to that point. Yeah. Um, he jumped off that mountain and started over like countless times. That's but he started with Count Basie. Yeah. That's a whole different style. <laughs> yeah. Like big band jazz yeah. to Frank Sinatra yeah. to rap. Yes. Michael Jackson. Yes. Come like, bro, D, that's all like, one. If you were a person who did any one of those, right. you'd be a legend. You'd be good. He did yeah. all of them. Yes. Yeah. And he's still alive. Yeah. And was had a lot of women friends. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> At the same time. Like, yeah. he, he, I mean, he might be the greatest producer of all time. Of all time. No, no offense. No, hey, none taken. <laughs> he is. Um, and you know the the home the only thing for me was you know I looked at him and he, you know what was the last thing he said on that documentary he's like is there anything you you failed at and he was like marriage and I was like mm. and it just ended and I was like yeah that's, to me that's like I told I told uh you know people weeks ago I was like the reason I maybe not you know as as high mm-hmm. as some of these other guys I said I don't want to be that dude. Mm. Justin, <laughs> I have said a million times. Yeah, like Kevin Hart is is the top guy in right. what I'm doing right now. Eighty nine million dollars a Come year, on. right? And I love Kevin Hart. This is no disrespect to Kevin Hart, and this isn't really even about him. But if you were to give me eighty nine million dollars in one year, but I cost me my nuclear family, yeah, keep your keep Thank your you money. I, I I don't mind recording in Studio A. Yep. With the little bit of money I have, yeah. with my friend as you know, shooting my yeah. wife and kids and getting to go to a new country every year. Every no, no, I, I did that on purpose. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, but like for real though. <laughs> but 
It, because sometimes it, to to get there, it costs you that. Yes. But that to me is is too big a risk. That that's too much to lose. Because I don't want to be in that documentary as Kev did all this, but also right. You know his kids don't really rock with him. I mean, you know? I would take the eighty nine million and break yeah, up your well because family. you're not in, you're not married. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect that so no. much because some things they call you know it's like uh, Thanos who's like, yeah. what did it cost? Everything. everything. That, <laughs> I can't give everything. That's actually a great jumping off point for what who is who or what is your biggest inspiration? Um, man, my parents. Um, mm. You know, one of them. I, I mean, one of the, one of the, one of my biggest inspirations is definitely definitely my parents. You know, because um, you know, uh, just growing up, you know, having that type of balance. You know, my parents been married almost fifty years. Mm. Um, Dang, how long know, you been married? Uh, left, uh, be twelve this year. Congratulations, yeah, yeah, man! Yeah. I've been married fifteen years this year. Hey, man! That's and hey, have... man! I've been going through girls for about twelve years. <laughs> going through girls for about twelve yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, man! You know, I've been with my wife since we was twenty-two. So, I mean, you know, like um, that was it, man. Like I was like, yo, this is not it's, it's not enough for me, you know, to yeah. just have all of the things because. Man, I've seen it. I've lost it. I bounced back, got it again, and it's like for what? Yeah. Um, and so you know, that's the perspective. It's just like, nah, I'm good. Well, because that thing, like, that's so crazy. That you said that you got to a point where you had money and there was nothing to buy. Yeah. And you weren't even like ten million dollar type no, person. No. There's people who have hundreds of millions of Come dollars, on. and there's literally nothing. You yeah. know, Jeff Bezos. We were just talking about he got divorced. Right. Sixty-five billion dollars. Yeah. That they have to split. Bro, what what yeah. what can you not buy with one billion that you like? Now, if I had two, I right. could get it. Like that's more than some country. For about a bill, could have got a hitman. Domestic <laughs> pop, pop, <laughs> product. I'm sorry, what? GNP, GDP. Like that's more than yeah. country's whole money. He has that. Right. After giving that away, and she has that. Yes. After, you know what I mean? So, um, but that family thing is, bro, that is priceless. And you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't know. Some people have their own things, but for me, that was. That's what I didn't want to sacrifice. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the uh, the later nights in studio time, you know, or traveling for months or, you know, all the things I, I didn't do as much of because I was just trying to get good work-life balance. But it doesn't you know? sound like you regret it. Not at all. That's great. Um, um, I mean, because it's just that was part of it. That was part of it for me. And I just I saw it early like, yo, because I, I was I was like I wanted a girl i wanted a girlfriend before i knew i was gonna be popping because i was like right. i know i'm gonna pop at some point that was my head at so 22. let me go ahead and lock this some, yeah I, I gotta down. lock something down right somebody right. who knows me for me who yeah who, who would bet on my potential versus betting on me being proven success uh so yeah 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 jay Hen. yeah <laughs> that was a bar right there <laughs> yeah Man, you got any more questions, Jay? No, this yeah. is, I don't know if you can top that. <laughs> you can yeah. This is like getting out on a great joke. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Technically, yeah, my yeah. set had five more minutes, yeah, but, but I'm not gonna top I'm that. Out. I, can't so that no I can't do no more. I can't do no more. I'm out. I did that yesterday at Baylor. I was like, I'm gonna walk off yeah. on this. Yeah. Appreciate you. Before we let you go, uh, uh, talk to people who are just finding out about you. Let them know where they can find you, what yeah. you're working on, anything that you want to tell people that are new to you. Oh man. Well, once again, this is Henny the Business. Um, you can find me at all. You know, all my socials, Henny the Business, that's H-E-N-N-Y-T-H-A-B-I-Z. 
N-E-S-S. Just type in Henny on Instagram. It'll pop up, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, catch me uh, doing a lot of music technology stuff on YouTube and uh, just trying to give back in any way I possibly can with the knowledge that I've obtained over the last 20 years in music technology, cameras, and family. This became a radio show. Yeah, Y'all stay good out here. This is Henny, the business. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Ask a producer with Henny. Yes, this sir. This is Big Irish J. I'm Kevin on stage. Thank you guys for tuning thank in. Thank you, man. See you next time. Thank Appreciate you, brother.